Welcome to Stop Paying Capital Gains Now, where guests will share their experiences in saving money easily with this uh, spendthrift trust. The real name for the trust is Irrevocable, Complex, Discretionary, Non-Grantor Spendthrift Trust. Capital gains are currently 23.8% on any profits, be it a crypto investor, crypto miner, real estate investor, day trader, forex, stock market trader. Your guest is Sally Gimmick, and I want to make sure that you can learn how to save money easily. Hello, everyone. This is Sally Gimmon. I want to say thank you for coming to my new podcast, Stop Paying Capital Gains Now. I'm very excited because I have a friend of mine I've met from other places, Zach Dugar, with us. Zach, would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. So I am. Um, I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yes, there really is a Kalamazoo. And I have been primarily working in behavioral health care for about 20 years until just recently. So I had worked with uh, children with autism and sold a business. And um, after about eight years of operating and growing the business, sold it to a larger national organization that can continue to scale it. And in that time, when I was figuring out, okay, th- this is not an adequate amount to retire on, which everybody thinks like, oh, you sold a business, you must be wealthy. I need to figure out how to create additional income. <laughs> and this elusive passive income was the ideal goal. So through that, I've learned a lot about real estate investing and become actively involved in that as well as becoming a franchisee for another company and um, another counseling consulting business that I'm working on with a friend of mine. Excellent. And Zach, if you don't mind my asking, when you sold your business, do you know if you paid yeah. 15% or 20% in capital gains when you sold your business? Oh, I'm sure I paid the higher end. I didn't know anything about <laughs> how to minimize the uh, capital gains exposure other than uh, donating money into um, you know tax deductible uh, organizations. So, yeah. Excellent. Well, again, uh, the reason I ask is I am working with business brokers now because I'm amazed how many business brokers aren't aware what their clients pay for. I pay. Yeah. You know, it could be. Up to 16 months later, if you sell something in January, uh, January or February. But tell me sure. more about your real estate yeah. investing. I, I know you're in Michigan, but you were telling me you're investing in apartment buildings in Georgia. How are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. So interestingly, I had found about out about syndications, uh, which if okay. you're not familiar with, for those that may not be as familiar with, opportunity for individuals to come together and passively invest in the acquisition of other assets. You know, when you get a, when you buy a house, there's usually a portion of that that has to come in from you and in cash. If you're buying a large asset, there's still a portion that has to come in from somewhere. And that's where in individuals who are operating this business or this asset, they're bringing in investors to basically just be equity partners, just to bring cash to the table and to create an opportunity where they have an ownership, but they don't have any responsibility for the day-to-day operations. So they get that additional benefit of having an investment in real estate and generating cash flow, but they also do not have to do any of that dealing with tenants, dealing with issues and the termites or whatever it might be. Toilets. Don't forget the toilets. (laughs) Uh, Yes, tenants, termites, and uh, toilets. But I, um, in, in regards to Georgia, yes, I live in Michigan, but there are areas of the United States that have an 
definite increase in their growth rates that are highly surpassing where I live. And so I've been connecting with various groups throughout the country and individuals and have grown my network and relationships through coaching program, mentorship programs that I've been involved with and developed that rapport to the extent that there's a mutual trust. And then that created an opportunity to work alongside of others that are actually living in that area and have that additional experience and can work with me and the investors that I am bringing in to assist in buying that asset. So you mentioned Georgia, there's an apartment complex that we recently purchased in that area that consists of two different buildings. But that was um, how I got involved in the, the Georgia market. Excellent. If you don't mind asking, how many doors in those two buildings? Yeah. Some reason my voice. So, Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's no problem. A total of 162. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah. Now, are your investors investing with IRA money? Or are they investing with present day money? Or are they doing both? Or who, who do you look for for your sure. investors? Yeah, I mean, really, I'm, we're receptive to anyone and that has different ways that they can invest. So there are some individuals that will invest with IRA money self-directed IRA, um, but also those that just have a higher income that they have cash available or Maybe they've recently also sold a business, as in my situation, and have that ability to bring that cash to the table and are looking for alternatives to the stock market. Exactly. Um, the, the, I got involved with real estate because I started self-directing, but I was making yeah. such great money. You, you only can put so much into your Roth IRA every year. Mm -hmm. So it's things like that. But excellent. How difficult was it for you to go from, I have a cousin who's autistic. She's a yeah. wonderful person, but he's got a schedule you have to say right on top of if something alters, sure. she gets upset. So is it different going from working with people with autism to real estate investors? Are they very similar or different? Yeah. Or what do you think? Uh, I'd say definitely there's a lot of differences in working with uh, the people that I had been working with versus those that I am now. Um, I grew the business early on. I was, I'm a clinician by education and training. And so I started off more in that role, but I quickly learned that I really enjoyed the administrative side and to help create opportunities to not just provide services, but also give access to other people to have an employment opportunity that they enjoyed and could come to and feel like they were making a difference. So the business experience translated very well into working with other people in a different area of business. So definitely there are differences for individuals on the autism spectrum, just like there are differences with all of us in our day-to-day -day walks of life and how we operate and think and act. Um, but the business experience was what really transferred over in um, what I'm doing now. Excellent. I, my, my cousin, Anita, she's now 22. She's living yeah. in an apartment with uh, two other people with uh, autism scale. And she mm -hmm. loves the freedom, but my cousin can still know she's doing okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. How, how long correct? How long have you been in real estate? Uh, so personally, I had purchased a couple of commercial buildings for the business when I was working with uh, children and families uh, to have clinic space because we had been leasing spaces. And I just got to that point where I thought, well, if this is longer term, why not look for a building that we could purchase and then lease that back to myself through another LLC? And so in 2018 is when we made that first acquisition. 
And then in 2021, yeah, 2021 is when we made our second purchase of another building for clinic space. Um, and then we were leasing some other spaces as well as seeing families in home. But then after selling the business is when I started to get into it more personally um, through some hard money lending to people that were flipping houses and passive investing. I think at this point, I'm in over 2,000 doors as a passive investor. And then also, um, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, in a variety of other assets, including lime trees, which um, came through conversation with another person that was diversifying and I made a decision that it made sense to me. Well, what, one of my, I, I'm a, sounds funny. I learned to scuba dive when I was living in Phoenix and one yeah. of my dive uh, partners, he's doing, um, Oh, frankincense trees. Do you know uh, mm-hmm. the, the three things that were given to the wise men brought to uh, baby Jesus? Yeah. Fra- frankincense trees need the worst He's up in Kingman, Arizona, planting trees, okay. and he's. It takes twelve years for these trees to produce, and yeah. he's got everything sold. And I'm like, I never thought of that. And I, I planted a frankincense tree in my parents' backyard when another tree got hit by lightning. But lime trees, yeah. do you as a commercial or is it uh, private? What, what what do you do with your lime trees? Yeah, so that in particular um, came through a group called Farmfolio, but they have. Uh, a location in Columbia that they had uh, purchased access to. And so I have a small lot there. That's just a part of it. It's very passive for me on this end. Um, so that's fairly a new um, operation there that they are that they are doing. And so at this point, I'm still in the early stages, but um, eventually those limes will be harvested, processed, sent to different parts of the world. And will be making a proportional share in the overall profit of that um, that location. Well, my brother loves his Bombay uh, gin and tonics with fresh limes, so he'll yeah. probably be your customer. So, so t- tell us, you know, you're telling us you, you were selling your business, you got into real estate. Yeah. What is something you want the listeners to know? What What is something you want them to take away from this? Um, how easy is it to invest or where to invest or what, what is your, uh, what are you going to uh, describe for us? Sure. Yeah. I think that it's a value to first talk sure. with people with experience in regards to whatever it is that you're looking at doing, whether it's in business or investing, but is specifically, and again, I'm not a, an expert, but I'm gaining experience. And I would say that there are opportunities to invest in real estate that you could be a part of, even with no money down. And there's different ways that somebody can purchase a a house, a duplex, a quadplex, become a passive investor that they can then create additional income for themselves, be a part of the appreciation, the increase in value of that asset, be able to participate in some of the tax advantages of real estate that I, before the last few years, wasn't aware of myself. And I really want people to start to think about how they could make investing in real estate a part of their journey and in any capacity that which, which works for them. You know, it's not something that is going to work for everybody to be involved in. Um, the purchase of large multifamily assets. Um, Frankly, some of those, they're just outside of the scale for somebody to be involved in because 
of the the minimum amount required to be able to invest in it. But that shouldn't shy some put put somebody off from considering being involved and also to learn more about how they could do something like that in the future because their circumstances change. They know somebody else whose circumstances have changed. They and inherit some money and then they don't know what else to do with it. Well, start getting educated now <laughs> and be able to make an informed decision as time goes on. Exactly. Now, did you, when you were selling your business and started getting into uh, real estate, did you, did you join a club? Did you go to connected investors? Yeah. What, what did you personally do? Yeah. So I first was searching the term passive income. How do I okay. find that's an elusive passive income? And then I landed on podcasts. I landed on podcasts that uh, were talking a lot about real estate specifically. And that's where I started to focus my attention. And I was listening to other people talk about how they were involved in real estate investment in various capacities. And similar to what I just described, some were flipping houses and then some were on this end of buying larger industrial complexes or health complexes or multifamily. And I started to, as I listened, I, I started to cue in on these specific stories. So I then reached out to individuals who were on those shows and were kind enough to grant me a little bit of their time. And then I was able to connect with a few. One specifically said, hey, you got to get involved in a coaching program. If you really want to get more knowledge, more experience, check out some coaching programs that are out there. And they gave me a few specific ones to look at. And so I reached out, got connected, got involved in a coaching mentoring program, which immediately expanded my network. And as many people say, your network is your is reflective of your net worth. And exactly. You know, because there's so much knowledge and experience and people that you can now call on that can accelerate your growth and opportunities in ways that you didn't know were even possible before. So that's what really got me started in the area of real estate is just walking that path of passive income to podcasts to people to these larger networking groups and coaching programs that some were paid programs that I had to invest in. And then others were free programs and local real estate investor meetups that I got involved with and got connected with here in my area in which I live. Excellent. Well, that was for me too. The reason I moved to North Carolina is because my real estate group back in Arizona, yeah. I, I took down a property that it I didn't know anything about upset bids that's just in North Carolina. And yeah. now I, I I don't think I'm the expert here, but people contact me. I'm like, hey, you got to mm -hmm. go to the courthouse. You have to do it in person. That's why I had to move. Yeah. So. Yeah. Excellent. Now, how much time do you think you put into um, your real estate investing per week? Are, are you very active or you say you're passive? Uh, how how yeah. much time do you put in? Um, at this point, probably three to five hours per week is the That's beautiful current effort that I'm, I'm engaged in. And then, um, as I mentioned, there's a few other different projects that I'm doing outside of specific real estate. I'm including a podcast that you had also been a guest on. So yes. um, that's something that I'm also working on. Or I think actually we haven't recorded that episode yet, but we're going we to. Were, we were supposed future. to have it, but we will. We will. I promise you because I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm i finding it. I didn't even. I, I'm invested in a mom and uh, a mom and former son, a cow, mm -hmm. a friend of mine told me about, but lime juice. Yeah. Limes mm -hmm. are good. You need that for your uh, Corona beer. You need it for your. Yeah. You, 
lives for everything. So yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that was kind of my journey and uh, the timing as far as what I'm doing now with, with real estate, the local um, locations, the office locations, I do self-manage. And so I do spend some weeks, a little more time with each of those, depending on the needs that are there. Excellent. What, what is a takeaway you want the audience to know about? What, what, what do you want to tell them? You know, again, I'd repeat what I had said earlier is that mentorship, training, working with people that have had the additional experience that you haven't had, I think it's critical. Uh, my wife and I, early on in our investment journey, made a critical mistake of not doing that. We were listening to our peers only. And I had a contact with somebody who was much older and wiser and more experienced. But I chose to follow a peer and we ended up investing in what turned out to be a Ponzi scheme Ooh, and wow. it resulted in us losing $60,000, which came through a settlement from a car accident. So it was like this money that normally wasn't there and available that was significant twice my annual salary at that time. That's that $60,000 is significant. Yes. Yes. Gone. And and so that, that really... Um, it, resulted in me being more mindful of who I was following and also the need for additional mentorship. And it made me hesitant for a while too to um, engage in similar opportunities. Well, maybe it made you hesitant, but it didn't stop you. That's the main thing. You're right. still doing things. I mean, now to be part of 2000 doors, that's an amazing yeah. statistic. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I keep hearing how other people do so much in real estate. I'm like, wow, I'm just a tiny little peg doing my own little thing, listening to how, how other people are doing this. If you don't mind my asking, if someone was sure. to get involved with one of your um, syndications, what's the least mm -hmm. amount of money could they start with? So on the syndication side, you know, depend on the particular asset that's being purchased in the group. Um, but generally, the minimums are twenty five thousand for the investment, um, but some they're fifty, seventy five, or one hundred k. Just that's not unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 still well within the reach. I know I've personally had someone present to me, and the minimum was five hundred k, and I said, hmm, "Not today," <laughs> but hopefully in the future. Just, as you said, just do something, learn something. You know, yeah. I'm I'm teaching a friend how uh, we're door knocking and literally we just wholesale the house and she made twenty thousand dollars she's like yeah it took us three weeks right. but you'll and she's just like that was easy i'm like it's not that easy but you're learning how yeah. to do this and you'll yeah get get involved easily and quickly and yeah. then become passive keep putting more money into things because there's so much out there one yeah. statistic i love to say if you look at the top 100 millionaires in the united states Maybe they're not main income is real estate, but everyone has something in real estate because there's so much money to be made and so much yeah. money that's needed for real estate to go forward. Absolutely. Right. And going back on what you just said, three weeks to make $20,000, you know, was that, amazing. that's still a pretty impressive number. Multiply that by 14 to get 52 weeks in the year. So now you take 14 times 20. If that were replicable in the same amount of time frame. That's well over two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that it, it, exactly. We it, unfortunately yeah. it was uh, the the mother had passed away. The children yeah. are living in Florida. They're like, and the house needed a lot of work. And you know, she did a litter campaign, and everything else. And I could, yeah, 
I shouldn't say this. I could string her neck right now because she stopped doing the letter campaign. I'm like, no, (laughs) I showed you what to do. So exactly. And, you know, when her $20,000 runs out, she wants to quit her job. Mm -hmm. That's, but you know, she now knows what to do. Like that was easy. I'm like, you've got to buy stamps, you know, go, go to your grocery store and buy stamps at eight o'clock at night or whatever. And she's just like, I could do this while still working full time. And, you know, now with that money, she sells two houses or she, she wholesales three houses. She's got enough money to get into one of your syndications and then she doesn't have right. to send letters anymore. So exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We, I had asked you this earlier before we were on a, a tape. Are your yes. investors being paid interest income or are they pay, being paid rental income? Um, they're being paid based on the returns that we're receiving. So, so through the rents that we are receiving for the tenants on the location. So essentially it's like, it's like investing into a business and then that operating income that is generated, you know, the percentages go out to the investors, to the general partner, depending on the actual percentages of ownership. Exactly. And you I'm making this about myself, excuse me, but sure, with the no spend of trust, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's interest income or rental income, both are being taxed uh-huh. between 10% to 37%, seven different layers, but yeah, what you're you're helping people grow their money and I can help them keep their money at the same time yeah. together on that side. Yep. Excellent. Absolutely. Anything else anything else you'd like to tell our audience right now? Uh, no, I think we covered the the basics. I'd I'd be love I'd love to chat more if anyone has more specific questions, um, the topics that I've shared a little bit on and also be glad to talk a little bit about my other journeys that I'm on. <laughs> um, do do you know the Facebook group uh called Need a Guest? I am not familiar with that. Um, I, th- that's literally what I was doing. It's um, run by yeah. Angel. I, I'm going to get her last name wrong. Tushi? T-U-C-C-I-E. Okay. Um, but yeah. there's all sorts of people looking for guests there. Um, um, mm-hmm. when, when I get... We're, we're on the... I forget which podcast group we went on, but there's several different mm-hmm. podcasts always looking for guests. Yeah. If you don't mind talking, there's so much to do out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I will definitely take a look at that. Excellent. Well, I want to say thank you for coming to my podcast, Stop Paying Capital Gains Now. All of Zach's information will be in the notes so you can reach out to him. And if you are listening to this, please like the podcast. It's new. We only have 20 episodes out there now, but have a beautiful day. And if I can help you save money and taxes, reach out to me too. Take care. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Stop Paying Capital Gains Now. You can find out more about this at thetrustisyou.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get this in every other episode that comes out. We have lots of great stuff coming up, so make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out. Thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I really do appreciate it. And I look forward to serving you next week's episode. Take care. Have a beautiful week.